Coming up today, like sands through the hourglass, these are the days of the Brisbane Bullets life. We'll talk all about what has been a tumultuous 24 hours and, in fact, what has been a tumultuous NBL 23. The Perth Wildcats, are they back in town? We'll pose that question. Simon Mitchell had some very interesting things to say about dribbling out a game. Everyone's got a view on that one. Plus, we'll preview Wednesday Night Hoops. This is NBL Today. Great to be with you for Wednesday's edition of NBL Today. Jack Heverin alongside Liam Santamaria. Liam, let's start with the Brisbane Bullets. It's been crazy. It's been wild. It's been unsettling. It's been tumultuous. Choose your phrase. It's been an extraordinary 24 hours. In fact, it's been an extraordinary season. Yeah. um, It's also been really unfortunate, I think, just from a... From a Brisbane perspective, uh, from their fans, their playing group, um, all the turmoil going on above them uh, with regards to the coaching situation, the front office, the ownership. Um, there's this sort of dark cloud hanging around the club at the moment about, well, what is going on? Who, who is calling the shots and, and who should, you know, who's running the team really? Now, that's, that's a, um, a volatile and a, a moving feast right now because it was Sam McKinnon a couple of days ago. It's going to be Greg Vanderjagt in the next tonight, really. Um, mm. And it is going to be a new coach in the next few days or, or week or so. So uh, really difficult for the playing group to get their head around. The reporting from ESPN, from Olga Nulich and Kane Pittman last night, I thought made for some gr- pretty grim reading to be honest, painted a pretty grim picture of what's been going on there with Brisbane and, and um, you know, the whole process of these, these moving parts and how it's all playing out. Well, I think that's the biggest question that people have after everything that happened yesterday. Who is actually running this club? We understand that there's an overseas ownership group and that has challenges for the good and for the bad. There is a CEO in, in place, Peter McLennan. Who's running the place and who's making the decisions right now? I would probably get the sense that that Peter McLennan is probably the, the key guy making these decisions in, in hand in hand with this ownership group. But look, it's it's really hard. It's really hard to say. Um, it, the you know the the reporting from from those guys yesterday talked about how McKinnon was was offered the job. He was offered the role of head coach for the rest of the season, but in an offer. The way they've laid it out, where it said that it with a with the proviso that he stepped down from the role as GM of basketball, well, that's an offer that I don't think w- was really ever going to be accepted. You know, that would be a bad life decision to give up your full time ongoing role for a two and a half three month contract. So um, th- that's an interesting state of affairs. And then um, you know, from there, the the, the reporting about the eight AM meeting, Sam McKinnon coming in, letting the players know. Then a, a heated meeting between the with the players and the CEO where words were exchanged. I mean, this is a really tough situation to be dealing with mid-season. You don't want this ever happening with your club. Mm. But mid-season, when the schedule is super hectic right now and you've got a losing record trying to get things done, makes things really, really tough. We need to hear from... The CEO or someone from within in that ownership group, I think ASAP. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, just to get a bit more clarity on the, on the process, the vision, and and where things you know are, are looking to be headed in uh, moving forward. So the the question I have, Liam, as a closer to this, is what does the rest of the season potentially look like? As you say, they're playing tonight in Cairns, so that's going to be a really really tough encounter at the best of times. 
Um, we've got Aaron Baines clearly on some restricted minutes right now. Nathan Sobey's starting to get back to his best. Tyler Johnson's working it out off the bench now. But this was a team that was expected or, or many people viewed to be a top four team and potentially even a contender when it was all said and done. Um, it, it seems as though it would be a struggle to even consider playoffs at this stage. Oh, 100%. I mean, even if they were everything was going right and, um, you know, they'd really picked up their play with Sam McKinnon coming in, it was, you know, the record was such that it's a long mountain to climb. It's it's not like all these other teams just stop playing. You know, everybody's, mm. you know, all these other teams at the top are actually continuing to improve right now. So you're right. That's a long way off in the distance. The question for me is, does it all just completely fall in a heap at this point? I, I actually thought the team showed some signs in these last few games. Maybe not that one against Melbourne, but certainly the win over Perth. I thought, uh, you know, the 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 loss to Tasmania for three quarters, the team was actually playing a lot better. So um, there were some positive signs there. But as I said yesterday on NBL Overtime, this whole process just starts to become really exhausting for yep. the players um, because, you know, they're dealing with all this extra stuff over and above trying to compete in a really, really tough league. So I, I, I think um, it would be, it would be amazing if this team was able to rally around and get a whole bunch of wins together. I think the challenge right now is to just try to keep your head above water. Let's focus on a positive, and that is the Perth Wildcats. And there's no question we and, and a lot of others have been critical of them this season for the way they play. They went on a five-game losing streak, and there were front and back page papers in, in the West Australian publications. Everyone's talking about their import spots, and everyone had a view. The numbers don't lie in that they've won four of their last six, Liam, and are starting to play something that resembles really good basketball. You saw them on Monday night up close. What did you think? Well, I think that there's definitely been some improvements at the offensive end in particular. We, we, the, the conversation early doors was around a few things, but one of it was, man, Bruscon's got to get some help. Man, Brady Mannick's got to put some points on the ball. Corey Webster's got to start scoring where's to sean thomas in this whole mix at the offensive end now some of that has improved now brady maddox had a rough couple of games but prior to that he was rolling and yep. was really showing who they he was and what he could do in this league and Corey webster is killing right now three straight games with 20 or more points and um just in a rich vein of form so as a result of the offensive end they're scoring 90 plus game after game right now and that's terrific the issues at the other end of the floor have not improved. So, yes, it's resulted in a couple of wins. That's terrific. But they are still porous defensively mm. uh, for most of, of ball games <clears throat> and horrendous on the defensive glass. Like, absolutely shocking. And they were getting monstered on the defense. And it should have cost them the game. The irony that they won that game off an offensive rebound <laughs> was not lost on many. So, uh, look, against the better teams, uh, on a consistent basis, if you're not defending at a high level, you're not rebounding and finishing those possessions at a high level, you're not going to win enough games to really challenge. Right now, though, with the, the improvements at the offensive end, they're doing enough to win some games, which is great. That's put them back in the playoff picture. But there's still a whole lot of work to be done. Some debate. In fact, a lot of debate's been had since the weekend. Simon Mitchell spoke after the game about dribbling out and playing out until the very last second of the game. Tyler Johnson was involved in something a couple of weeks ago. Everyone's got a view. Liam, what's yours? 
My view is that we just need consistency in this area from from everyone around the league. I think that there becomes confusion when there's inconsistency. Now, where Tyler Johnson and you know other guys come from in the states and that 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 sort of environment, um, if the game is been decided, the score is such and the time is such that no, the 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 result's not going to change. You dribble the game out. And there is no black, a gray about any of that. It's black and white, and everybody knows what should be done. Here, in previous years, once we went to percentage, there was a similar type of clarity in the opposite way. You play for the to the final buzzer every single time, no matter the score, because percentage is in play. But what I've seen click in in recent times is some inconsistencies and some different approaches, like Scott Roth yelling out to his players to dribble it out. Dean Vickerman in that game the other night against Brisbane was signaling to Xavier Ratan Mays to dribble that thing out. So what are we doing? Are we Arthur or are yeah. we Martha? Like if we're trying to score <laughs> right to the final buzzer, let's do that every single time. Let's finish off on a positive note. I read a really nice article this morning in the Cairns Post. Matthew McInerney writing about Keanu Pinder, who's been a, a revelation for Cairns. And we've spoken so much about what he's done on the court, Liam, but Keanu's spoken about the role that he wants to play off the court with Indigenous Round officially starting tonight for the Taipans game against Brisbane. He wants to play an active role in the development and the growth of future professional Indigenous basketballers. It was, if you haven't read the article, it's well and truly worth finding. It was a beautiful read. This is, I love it. Really great to hear Keanu speaking in, in, in that way. You know, he's obviously having a spectacular season. He's in MVP conversations. There's a lot of focus on him, which gives him a real voice and a real profile and platform to have that kind of impact. So the fact that he's kind of leaning into that is awesome. I spoke to Keanu when he first came into the league at the Adelaide 36ers about his Indigenous heritage, the fact that he he grew up in Derby, Western Australia, and, and uh, you know, his mother is of Indigenous heritage, and he was talking about how proud he is mm. of, of that element of himself and where he's in amongst that culture. And the fact that he hoped one day over the course of his career, he could have that kind of impact. Well, now he's an absolute star of the league and he does have that kind of profile. So um, really cool to see him embracing the indigenous round, his uh, platform within that setting and ability to have an impact. You'll see him tonight as the Cairns Taipans play host to the Brisbane Bull at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. But as we always say here, check your local guides. Liam, thank you very much. Enjoy round 11. We're back on Friday for the next edition of NBL Today.